Welcome to another episode of the European Hoops podcast as we continue our series covering the FIBA World Cup. What an episode we have today covering one of the most talented and highly competitive groups of this tournament, the Group E, where we have Finland, Germany, Australia and Japan. My name is André and as always I thank all of our loyal listeners that make this podcast a truly amazing experience for us. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome and we hope you enjoy it and make sure you go back and listen to our episodes of Breaking down the groups B, D, F and G to make sure you are up to date on all things regarding the FIBA World Cup. On the episodes previewing the Group E, we also go over the competition format. If you are new to, to these FIBA competitions, I recommend you to go and listen to it. I have the pleasure to record this podcast with my co-host Jubilant, ready to talk about some basketball. Hi guys, yeah, I'm totally ready. This is, like you said, one of the strongest groups in, in this competition, so this is going to be exciting for sure. Let's take a quick look at the main news from Uh, the last few days regarding the World Cup. France announced that uh, Isaiah Cordinier will be replacing Frank Nilekina while Poirier also joins the team works as Lasorte is still in his recovering process. Cordinier is expected to play in the World Cup as Nilekina is out with an injury while Lasorte is still expected to recover in time to play during the competition. France is not short of depth, and I think that despite Nilekina being a high-level contributor for this roster, in their core, they are as strong as before, although their margin have tightened, but we will get to them and uh, break down them in detail once we preview their group. On the Greek roster, they are now down to 14 players, with Kostas Antetokounmpo being one of the players that will be missing the World Cup. Good news for Latvia as Davis Bertans is on track to play on the team's preparation game against Finland and we might have a few more pleasant surprises for a team that will be playing in such a competitive group with France and Canada. It is certainly important to be able to create routines. Latvia is one of the countries to watch during this uh, tournament. We will also get to them when we preview that group that probably is the strongest group in the competition with them, France and Canada. Italy, Lithuania, Japan and Slovenia have announced their final 12-man rosters and make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, Euroleague in order to stay up to date with everything that is going on in the competition and to check the rosters that come out and that are already announced. We always are breaking those news down on Twitter for you guys. Good news for Spain as Sergio Scariolo announced that Garub and Sergio Llull are progressing well and are on track to be able to contribute for their national team. In Australia, Jock Landell rolled an ankle and is missing the Boomers vs. World Preparation Tournament, but he is expected to be fully ready to play in the World Cup. Now let's start diving in what you can expect from the, this Group E. And without wasting any more time, we start with Japan. The Asiatic team is on their sixth World Cup appearance, with their best result being a 11th place in 67. They are one of the hosts of this edition of the World Cup ending up in likely the second hardest group of the whole competition and the home crowd will certainly be one of the absolute keys for Japan to aim to be competitive. Japan arrives to the competition with a record of 7 wins and 5 losses, ranking in front of teams like Iran while trailing on their qualification group to Australia and China. During the qualification, they used a total of 36 players, with the NBA players Rui Ashimura and Yuta Watanabe not being part of that group of 36 players. Ashimura and Fazekas are two notable Japanese players that want to be part of the Japanese final roster. 
making Utah Watanabe the 6-8 forward from the Phoenix Suns, the star of this uh, team and the player that you will be highlighting on this episode. What can our listeners expect from uh, Watanabe during this World Cup? Well, uh, as we have seen in the in the past couple of years in the NBA, uh, Utah has become a, a very good three-point shooter, and especially in the corners. So uh, I think uh, that's kind of the role he's going to have to have. I think he's going to have to be elite uh, shooting the three. And they for sure need some playmaking abilities to, to get him open shots and to get him some, some nice looks. But uh, I do think they have players that can help in that aspect, like Kesei Tominaga and Yuki Kawamura. Uh, and I think Japan plays a, a pretty good brand of basketball. They share the ball and they, they like to run and, and shoot the three. And Yuda is for sure the guy for that. So I think he can be a very impactful player on this team and I'm looking forward to see. They play a very good style of basketball. They are very disciplined on defense. They they like to run and play in transition. I can see him getting some open transition trays. He's able, he's more than just a shooter. He will be able to, to contribute in several aspects of this game. They also have uh, in Aukison a, a big that is able to play make and they are a very willing passing team. They like to share the ball and alongside Watanabe, Japan is likely to bring into the competition their rising star Tabinaga, a 6-2 dynamic guard that can't be a spark for this team alongside experienced players like Yudai Baba and the very intriguing Joshua Wilkinson, the mobile big man that can be an interesting weapon within this roster. Sharing a group with Germany, Australia and Finland that we will get to next. While I don't think it is out of reach that they can aim at competing in the, some of the games. I don't favor them to come out of this group with a win. Japan goal for the competition has to be fighting for the Olympic Asiatic slot where the competition will be fierce from teams like China that has a better shot at the top 16 than the other teams in this mix like the Philippines and Lebanon. Locking that Olympic slot won't be an easy achievement for Japan. They should move into the second stage without wins and they would likely be facing teams like Venezuela and Cape Verde. Japan path isn't an easy one. I have them ranking on the top of a big group of teams ranging from 23 to 31 on my power rankings, giving them a good chance to a top 24 finish in this World Cup, despite of having a group that is this strong and it's their path being as hard as it gets in this competition. Japan's path isn't easy, but they have the motivation to at home be competitive and provide us with some good games. What do we expect from them? Yeah, I agree with you um, on the group. Uh, classification I think I don't think they're going to be able to, to win a game here because it is a very hard group and uh, maybe if they had Rui Achimura in there maybe they could have been able to compete at a, a better level but uh, I, I just think it's going to be very hard to, to beat one of these other three teams like Finland, Australia and Germany uh, so I think Japan is going to finish fourth in this group um, in my power rankings I have them around 20s like in the late teens, early 20s. Um, but like you said, the path that they have is just very hard. So it's understandable that they finish in a, in a position lower than, than those early 20s, late teens. But, uh, but I think they have a, a decent team and I think they're going to play good basketball. Unfortunately for them, the, the group is very hard and their path to even after the group stage is also very difficult to, to get. Uh, a good spot but uh, but I think they're going to play decent basketball and just try to be as competitive as they can 
We will be diving into their path on the second stage because we will, after the, the first round, we will have uh, episodes coming out during the competition, recapping what is happening and previewing what's ahead because we know that this is basketball. Many things change from our previews right now. We feel that we are providing a good assessment of what to expect during the World Cup, but uh, we know that things will change, we will have surprises, and that's what, what makes this game so so interesting and so enticing. For Japan, they will likely be facing Venezuela and Cape Verde on the, the second stage. I give them a good chance to, to fight with those teams, and I think that they can aim at a top 24 finish, but it certainly won't be easy. Next on the docket here on this episode, we come closer to home and break down Finland, that is on their second World Cup appearance, having finished in 27 in 2014. Finland recently impressed the world with a 7th place finish in the FIBA Eurobasket in 2022, with uh, great players like Pietri Koponen, Showoff and Sean Hopkins all retired and not being contributors for their national team. The brightest star is the impressive 7-footer from the Utah Jazz, Lauri Markkanen, that was one of the, the best stories of basketball during this summer, as he has been serving on the Finnish military, as it is mandatory for all men until age 30 in Finland that was commendable decision for uh, the player that now will be defending his country on the court Lauri is the player that uh, Diogo will be highlighting for you guys in this episode the, the floor is yours Diogo well Lauri is is just a great overall player like we, we've been seeing his ascension uh, in the NBA uh, being able to play multiple positions he can play the small forward he can play the power forward which is his natural position he can run some small ball center, especially in FIBA World Cup. I think Finland is going to have such a versatile team, uh, starting with Laurie, that they are able to play uh, multiple different brands of basketball. Uh, I think they have shooters around him, and that's a great thing because he has become a, a pretty good driver to the basket, so he can kick it out for them. But his, himself, he, he is also a very good shooter. And he can create much better. These last couple of years, he has become a pretty good shot creator. So I think Laurie is going to for sure be the leader of this team. And I think he's going to help Finland have a, a pretty good uh, World Cup. The playmaking is really the next step for him as a player. He's already one of the, the world basketball stars. And becoming a better playmaker will be able to unlock even more and make him even a bigger threat. Finland plays a hard-fought style of basketball where Lauri's brilliance and uh, the shooting of players like Salin will be keys for them to aim to move into the top 16. Often we will see Finland not going away from games, they keep fighting to, to stay in the games, giving them a fighting chance against virtually anyone in crunch time where many times they will have the best player on the floor. They were the first European team to qualify to this uh, World Cup, ending the qualifiers with 9 wins and 3 losses. Finland is a growing basketball nation with uh, rising stars like Miro Little and Mikael Jautunen. While I have them ranked between 11 and 17 within my power rankings, their path on this uh, first phase is as hard as it gets having to face teams that, uh, spoiler alert here, I have them ranked on my top six. Finland playing style and highly competitive drive certainly gives them a fighting chance to compete against those teams. And while we will get into detail on how they match up with uh, these other teams shortly, I have to project them to rank third in this group, expecting them to dominate the second phase against teams like Venezuela and Kip Verde. If Finland is able to move into the top 16, 
they would likely be facing Slovenia and uh, potentially Georgia, two very competitive opponents, making the path for Finland to reach the medals an extremely unlikely one, with me projecting them to having a 9-20 to 20 range outcome in the competition. Do you think I will be surprised? Unfortunately, uh, I don't. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, I also expect them to finish third in, in this group. And I, I want them to, to advance so much because I really love the way they play. And I love watching Laurie play in uh, in FIBA uh, format, but I, I just don't see it. I think that they have a chance, but I, I just think Australia and Germany are just too good of a, of a teams for, for them to beat them. But I think it's going to be highly competitive games. Uh, so finishing third in the group, they would finish outside of the top 16. But uh, even though uh, I rank them higher than that because I have them around top 10-ish, maybe early, from 9 to 13, that range. That's where I have Finland, but uh, they, they're going to end up, they might end up outside of the top 16 just because of the group being so hard. But I think they have a chance, but, but it's a small one. I think it's for sure. Who isn't complaining about this group and having a hard path ahead? It's Finland and Finland national team. Like uh, their head coach told them in the, the end of the preparation game against Lithuania, they have two choices, go to the court and play or cry and look like losers. So I'm certain that they will Reach. be crying. <laughs> they won't be crying and looking like losers. They will fight for every single game. I think that they do have a chance to advance. I just think that Australia and Germany, and we will be getting to them and breaking down yeah. them in detail. They were really strong contenders in this World Cup. So the group is as hard as it gets to, to Finland. And when we talk about Latvia, it's a similar situation. Finland and Latvia are two teams. I, I think they play very good basketball and uh, they are very good at basketball and they are some of the best national teams in this World Cup. But uh, the path ahead is hard for Finland. They will fight with everything that they have. They will give us very, very good games and highly competitive games, but uh, I do have to rank them in third place on the on this group. Let's uh, now go to the South Hemisphere and uh, talk about Australia that arrived to this World Cup after finishing as the leader of Group F of the AG qualifiers with 11 wins and 1 loss. The Australian team is on their 13th World Cup, with uh, the best result being a 4th place in 2019, with this likely being the last World Cup for the Australian basketball greats, Patty Mills and Joe English, that are on their 4th World Cup. I am certain that they will do everything in their power to improve that record and to finish better than fourth. But the fight ahead is hard for the, the team that was in the semifinals of the Olympics in 2016 and to 2021 when they got the bronze medal. They certainly will be prepared for it. And with the final round being played close to home in the Philippines, there is a chance that those games will look like uh, home games for them. Be prepared to, to see Australia playing and competing for the, the highest spots on this tournament. In a roster that currently has 30 names on it, still waiting for one last cut. A roster filled with talent from top to bottom with players like Dante Exum, Chris Golding, Dyson Daniels, George Green, Mattis Eibel, Joe English, Jack White, Nick Kay, Jock Landell, Reed, Xavier Cooks. There are two players within this roster that are key and the highlights of today's show, Patty Mills and Josh Giddy. While we know that this is no one's team, this is an historical basketball nation with a mix of rising stars and experienced players. Do you think that Giddy already took over as the team leader? I, I think so, at least like on the court. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the locker room because I think Patty Mills is the leader there. But uh, I think on the court, 
the Giddy has the the talent and the ability to to become that that number one guy and the guy that just runs the show because obviously we know Patty Mills uh, as great of a player as he was and especially as a shooter um he's getting up there in age so it's a great thing for him to have a guard like Josh Giddy who is a, a taller guard that can uh that can handle the ball most of the time and just facilitate for Patty and save him some work because obviously age uh, father time is undefeated So I think Australia is going to have a great team and with these two guards leading the way, uh, Giddy with his all-around talent, like he, he can pass, he can rebound, he can score, he can just do it all. And then uh, an elite shooter like Paddy Mills who is always moving off the ball and even has some ability to create his own shot and create for others. Uh, I think this duo is going to be very exciting to watch and I think they're going to be able to facilitate a lot of stuff for, for the rest of the guy. I already spoiled it before and both Australia and Germany are part of my top six teams in this World Cup and while I will leave it for later on how I project them within this group, I think Australia has a chance to aspire for medals and might even be one of my favorites to come out of the tournament with a medal. But the path is hard and we keep saying that uh, regarding this group because this is one of the most competitive groups of this tournament. They start with uh, this highly competitive group with uh, Germany and Finland and should be facing teams like Slovenia and Georgia on the second phase, facing the likes of France, Canada, Spain, Brazil or Latvia in the quarterfinals. This means the best competition you can find for getting into those medal games. I favor them to lock the Oceania Olympic slot during the, this World Cup. It is obviously of note the absence of Ben Simmons that doesn't play for this national team for a decade now. He has verbally stated that he would play for Australia on multiple occasions, but he has always withdrawn from the team before the competition. He certainly is a highly talented player and hopefully he has many good basketball years ahead, including at the international level, we hope so at least. To end my breakdown of Australia let's now focus on their matchup with Finland that can be decisive to define the teams moving into the top 16. On the Battle of Stars, Gidi and Lauri are certainly up there with almost anyone else in this tournament. Both teams are comfortable playing a hard-fought and highly competitive type of basketball. I think the depth and overall talent from the Australian team will come up top. I don't mean to say that Finland has no shot against to beat Australia. They do, but I think that I will favor Australia in seven out of every eight times that these two teams will play each other with them having many bodies to throw at Lowry and the experience level of the Australians gave them the advantage with me expecting them to, to advance to the next phase as one of the top teams of this group. For Finland it comes up to, to shooting and to be able to be hitting those shots from deep that will keep them in the game and in the end it's anyone's game and that's where they thrive and when they have a ch chance it will come down. So that's, that's the way I see that game unfolding. But uh, I do favor Australia. They are playing very well. We saw them playing in the friendly game already. And they are playing good basketball. They are ready. They are prepared. They are playing at a high level. And they will want to come out with a medal. And I don't think they, they will give Finland the chance to be as close as they will need to. But uh, the Finnish national team will be prepared for that and will try to be competitive. What do you think about this Australian team? Where How far do you see them going? Uh, well, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think they should be aiming for medals. Uh, I think that is... A, a realistic goal they they have a very good team and a very complete team too they, they have several options at basically every position they they have good defenders they have good shooters and they have good guards so I think uh, in today's game I think that's the the biggest factors to, and pieces to have is shooting uh, defense and 
playmaking. So I think they have that. Um, I expect them to finish second in this group, like we said. And I have them top 10 in my power rankings. Uh, I think the battle with Finland, I think it's going to be a hell of a game because both teams are very good on both sides of the court. I think both teams have shooting. Both teams are very good defensively. And uh, I really think that has the potential to be one of the best games in the entire tournament. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it because uh, I really think it's going to be an incredible game. And I think Australia is the favorite. I think they should be the favorite. But uh, I think Finland has a shot. It's going to be hard, but I think they have a shot. If they can keep it close, uh, I think they have the best player on the on the floor uh, in Laurie Markkinen. So if they can keep it close, maybe they can squeeze it out. It's going to be very hard because Australia is a very competitive team. They they have the experience like Joe Ingles and Paddy Mills. So they should be the favorites and they should win. But I just think it's going to be a hell of a game and I'm going to be here for it for sure. And I have great news. The Finland-Australia game is the opener of this group on the 25th. The games of this group will be played on 25th, 27th, 29th of August. Finland-Australia will face each other on the, the first day. It's the first game of this group. Germany will be playing Japan. On the, the second day, on 27th, we will have Australia-Germany. So Australia starts uh, with the two hardest teams of this group and will be defining their future quite soon. Japan will be playing against Finland on the 27th and on 29th we'll have Germany-Finland, a game that also can be deciding who advances to, to the next stage and Australia will be obviously playing Japan so it's a highly entertaining and highly competitive group let's go to the team that we are missing that is Germany that is on their 7th World Cup appearance with their best result being a bronze medal in 2002 and recently finishing the 2022 Eurobasket in turn place Germany comes into this World Cup after ending the qualifiers with 10 wins and 2 losses despite this roasting having several notable absences in uh, players like Isaiah Hartenstein, Maxi Kleber, Tiber Plies, Wyler Babb, and a player in Austin Reeves that uh, isn't really an absence, but that decided to represent United States instead of Germany. We certainly will have a chance to talk about Banchero once we preview United States. Both Banchero and Reeves were on similar situations, and while I think their decisions are absolutely fine decisions, as they have the freedom to represent the country they identify themselves with the most, and I have nothing but respect for that. As a basketball fan, I would love to have those guys playing for Germany and Italy and being one of the, the faces of those basketball nations for the next decade. And how amazing would it be to have Schroeder, Franz and Reeves playing for Germany. But you know who doesn't care about it? We don't and German fans also don't because their team is more than able to compete for medals with or without Reeves. They absolutely are one of my very favorite rosters in this World Cup and I rank them as one of my favorite to compete for for medals in the national team with Thais, Obst, Voitman, Mo Wagner, Tiemann, Kratze, Oland, Slow, Bonga and Giffey. Diog will be highlighting their two key players that are Franz Wagner and Dennis Schroeder. The floor is yours, Diog. Yeah, so starting off with uh, the point guard and the leader of this German team, uh, Dennis Schroeder. I just think it, it's like night and day what we see from him in the NBA and then in, in FIBA being the number one option. Uh, he is just so exciting to watch and so entertaining. He he's always like in a good vibe and smiling on the court and toying with other opponents. Like it's so fun to watch. He's a great scorer and a, a very good playmaker at this level. And he always has the ability to to have Germany play a fast pace of basketball and just a, a very good style of basketball. And I just love watching them play. And then friends being six nine six ten. 
with his skill, like he can shoot, he can drive, he can finish in the paint, in the mid-range from three. He's a very good defender. His wingspan is crazy. And he's just a, an amazing player overall. And what we saw last year in the Eurobasket from these two guys, and especially friends, because it was the first time I seen him play in the in FIBA format. I, and I just love the way he played. And I, I love the way Germany played. They, they play great basketball. So I, I'm very excited to see Germany in this World Cup because after last year um, losing in the semifinals against Spain in Eurobasket, I, I think they're going to come back with a, with vengeance and, and I think they're going to have a, an amazing performance in this World Cup. We both love this German team and the way that they play and you couldn't think about a much better player than France to, to guard such a big guard like Gidi and it gives them a very good weapon on that front but let's get to that and let's get to details on those, that matchup. There are no questions about how competitive this German team can be. They are led by Schroeder and France as you just broke them down but with several key players in ties bringing consistency on their big man rotation and the shooting of Ops that is one of my favorite weapons on this roster. On their matchup with Finland the situation is similar to the way the Australian matches up with them with the depth of talent being favorable to the Germanic roster and I favor them to, to beat Finland as well. But now the big question is who do I favor between Germany and Australia? I lean Germany as well as you do because you already said that you'll have Australia as your second ranked team within this group. I do lean Germany, but it's a very slight margin and it's as close to a coin flip as it can get. It came down to me thinking that there is a chance that Schroeder and Franz Wagner will be the best two players in this game. But if Giddy is able to raise above, if Mill still has on him what it takes to one more time give us the production that we have gotten from him over and over again in FIBA competitions, it's anyone's game. Both teams are extremely competitive, both teams are fighting for medals and that will certainly be an exciting game to watch. Probably will be deciding who went in first place in this group. I think that German shooting is a powerful weapon on this specific matchup and something I will be tracking across that game. The margins are small, but I am projecting Germany to rank in first in this group and Australia to be second. And just like Australia, path ahead is similar between them and they will be likely crossing paths with Slovenia and Georgia. Then after that, we'll be facing one of France, Canada, Spain, Brazil or Latvia in the quarterfinals. Certainly not an easy path to the medals, but both Germany and Australia can do it. Something to keep in mind is that the winner of the, the second phase group, the where the top two teams of this group will be part of, they would be avoiding United States if United States uh, ends on first or on their group. But this is basketball and in any given game, anything can happen. And uh, Germany and Australia are two of my topics coming out of the, the tournament in the podium. What about you? How far can Germany go? I think Germany can go all the way. Uh, I really do. I, I'm a big fan of the way these guys play. Uh, I have them obviously finishing first in the group like you, you mentioned already. Uh, I just think they play great basketball. They have a very good roster. They move the ball. They have shooters, like you said. And I think a guy like Obst is such a key player for this team. They they play at a high pace. They have experience. Man, I, I love it all around. Uh, I really think they have a chance to, to go all the way. Uh, I definitely think they should be aiming for medals. And uh, like I said, I expect them to bounce back and have a deep run this tournament. So uh, I really think they can do it. Uh, I have them top five in my power rankings, so we'll see how they do. But as far as this group, uh, I think they're going to be in two battles, not only against Australia, but also against Finland. But uh, I just think 
they are ready, they are mentally ready to to come out on top in both of those games and to to proceed with a, a deep tournament. It's crazy to think that one of these three teams won't be able to to make it all the way into the second phase, but that's how these FIBA tournaments are. And that's part of what makes them so interesting. I do think that uh, Germany has a very good chance to compete for, for this tournament. Australia also does. This group is one of the groups we need to be all over and watching all of the games because they will be extremely interesting. Even Japan playing at home, they certainly will give a good show. This is one of our top groups and one of the groups to watch in the, this first phase of the, the FIBA World Cup. With this, we wrap up this episode. Tune in Friday for our preview of Group C and find out what to expect from United States, Greece, New Zealand and Jordan. To not miss out on any of our episodes and to stay up to date with the news regarding the World Cup and the EuroLeague as well, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and get to listen to the new episodes before anyone else. My name is Andre and I will be seeing you guys soon. Bye guys. See you on next episode.